see the demon in you It doesn't wanna come out and play I can see the demon in you Who doesn't wanna come out and play Everybody say fuck this shit Fuck this shit Fuck this shit Welcome back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. I'm your host, Dre, back again. As always, we start the podcast the same way every single week. Thank you for taking the time out to tune in. I know, man, we grown. We got busy-ass lives and shit like that. Unless you want a little trifling-ass kids who be listening to this motherfucker. But that's all right with your little broke asses. But anyway. um, Yeah, I know niggas got lives. I know we all busy. We got shit going on, so... I do appreciate y'all taking the time out to check this shit out every week, you know, twice a week, shit, three times a week if you pay the four ninety nine. I guess we should start with the same shit as always, right? Uh, make sure you follow on all the social media platforms, FTS Podcast on Facebook, at Fuck This Shit Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Um, If you have not already left a review, please leave a five-star review. If you leave a five-star review or a comment on any episode, I'll read that bitch out loud on the podcast. This week, we got no new subscribers, so we can't make no noise, no comments on any previous episodes, so I don't got shit to talk to y'all about about what y'all want to talk about, but it's all good. It's all good. I ain't tripping. Also, you know, you can subscribe for an additional $4.99 to give you access to a bonus episode every week, and then like 40 episodes of content that only the subscribers can get access to. Uh, And also, it's a big support for the podcast. Let's just buy shit and be cool, and maybe one day I'll get enough subscribers where I won't have to go to work. And then we can get even more shit. And I'll do a YouTube channel about all my plants and my life. I'll take cameras around. Maybe I'll hire a camera person to follow me around. You can see everything I do all day long. But I mean, as of right now, you know what I'm saying? With the subscribers that we got, it ain't enough. It ain't enough. I appreciate y'all, but I still got to go to work, you know. Um, To the subscribers, man. I'm sorry. I missed y'all's bonus episode this weekend. Um... I'm sorry, I was I was out here being light skinned, taking pictures and shit. Not really. I was uh, I actually had like a little date Sunday, and then it was uh, Easter weekend. It was just kind of a busy weekend. And I didn't have the time to sit, come up with something good for y'all, and really give you a quality episode worth giving you. So I just skipped out on it. I don't like to feel like I'm forcing the episode so much that I'm kind of giving y'all bullshit. So, um. Just like last time, uh, I'll re I'll make that episode up to you sometime this week. More than likely, you'll get an additional bonus episode, and uh, I will talk to y'all some about my date. Uh, so it was the second date, and something happened on the second date that so I had already made plans for the third date. But then the second day came, we had the second day, and it wasn't terrible. It wasn't even bad. It wasn't even bad, y'all. Real talk, it actually wasn't bad. But something did happen that made me be like, oh, shit, maybe I'm not sure about this one. So we got to see until day three, and I got to reanalyze that situation. And then I'll get back with y'all. I'm going to let y'all know what's up with that. But uh, that conversation will be for the bonus episode. The bonus episodes are a lot more personal. Um, they're not just about my life, but in the bonus episodes, I have no issue kind of going a lot deeper into my life. Um, things that are happening and kind of how I feel about things on a deeper level. Um, the bonus episodes, the, the subscribers, they get a little bit more of that. I kind of feel like, uh, it's not, everything isn't literally about the money. Um, it is kind of, the thing about the people who pay the four ninety nine is that it's, it's kind of like considering that the podcast is so heavily driven by my personal life and experiences, whenever they take that little time out to say like, okay, I'm actually going to like support this in a, in a, in a monetary way, like in an actual tangible way, uh, it kind of gives me a different level of comfort 
being transparent because I don't feel like people would pay $4.99 to hear my business so that they could talk shit about me. Does that make sense? Or so that they could hear shit I say on a podcast so that they go to people in my real life and, and pop they shit about, oh, well, do you know Dre said dot, 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 dot. It's like a trust level. It's not really even about the money so much as I couldn't see somebody paying that money to be vindictive. And if you do want to be vindictive with the fact that I put my personal life on a podcast like that, then that's fine. Pay me money to do it. Fuck it. You're not going to have my personal shit all out here on some gossip shit and you for free. Fuck that. Not for the penny I get from you listening to the episode. You better pay that fucking four ninety nine if you want to be that goddamn nosy. So, uh, yeah, that's the reason why I only put those kind of more personal things uh, on the bonus episodes. So, um, yeah, the bonus episode this week, we'll talk. If I, a matter of fact, depending on how late it is, the third date is Thursday. So, y'all will get real time uh, feedback on all my dating shit, honestly, because I think it's. It's funny, honestly. It's actually a lot of things. And you know what? I wasn't talking about some of the other dates and some of the things that I had been on because I was still kind of fucking with my baby mama. But since I don't fuck with her at all no more, it's kind of like, you know, it don't really matter what come out about what I've been doing over the past year because, shit, I've been been single this past year, obviously. Single as fuck. So um, whatever I did was really my fucking business. Now it's y'all business though, but that's gonna be on the bonus uh, episodes too. I think. I think I'm gonna make y'all pay four ninety nine to hear about that. Um, man, I had some interesting shit. Man, I done pulled up to the trap. I done, and I had a girl ask me to blow on a breathalyzer for y'all. I done had some shit. So y'all gotta, <laughs> yeah, you really gotta pay the four ninety nine if you want to hear that. Um. Outside of that, there hasn't been a ton going on with me. I had a an incident with trying to transfer from one of the locations to one of my jobs. It just kind of made me think about how one of, I think, the most frustrating things about having a job and dealing with management and certain things is like how much they don't respect your time and don't even think about it. Like... The general, the, G, the GM who I'm talking about in this instance, he's really not a bad guy. Um, he uh, He's pretty solid, honestly. He's had my back anytime I needed him. They have a really solid work culture at this uh, location. Like, honestly, he is one of the better GMs I've ever had. But it's still, they can't help it but to like not realize how much of your time they already monopolize and how... For them to request more of your time for anything is really kind of out of pocket, especially if it's for free. So I'm trying to transfer and he's like, okay, well, when do you think you can go up to the new location so that you can meet the new general manager or like your new GM? And I'm like, you know, in my mind, y'all, I'm really thinking for what? That's that's honestly what I'm thinking. I'm not saying that, but I'm thinking for what? Like, this is a corporation. This isn't like a mom and pop where I'm going to go talk to her and she's got to feel me out and see if I'm going to fit or anything like that. That's not really the way shit works. You're going to grant me my transfer because you already approved it and because she has the room on the roster. She doesn't get to talk to me and then decide. Like, basically, you're setting the stage for her to decide, like, maybe I don't want another black server here. Not saying that that's what she's going to do because she's not. She's going to just tell me. All that's going to happen is I'm going to go up there and she's going to say, Okay, so what made you want to transfer? And I'm going to say, this is closer to my other job and closer to my house. And she's going to say, oh, that's great. Well, what's your availability? And I'm going to tell her my availability. And she's going to be like, oh, okay, well, here's what we can do within that. And I'm going to say, oh, okay. And then they're going to put me on a schedule. But we could do that over the fucking phone. There's no reason for me to actually take time. And I live in Houston, y'all. It's not like I live back home in the L. If you live in law and then somebody's like, hey, can you run up here and talk to somebody real quick? It ain't really nothing. The whole town is 15 minutes from each other. Like, you could go from the west side to the east side in 15 minutes. I live 30 minutes from my job. I live 45 minutes from my other job. I work both jobs over the course of this week. I have kids. I have this podcast that I have to do. I have all these things in my life that I have to attend to and take care of. I got my personal life. You know what I'm saying? So when he hits me, I'm like, he's like, well, when did you be free? I'm like, well, 
Wednesday, I only work. I was like, Wednesday, I could try and come before I work up there. So I work at 430 and I work at 430 downtown. Um, I'm like, I could try and swing by there before I come work with y'all or I'm off Thursday. So what I'm really trying to press is I'm off Thursday. So I could really just go up there and talk to her on Thursday on my off day. This motherfucker gonna text me back and say, um, are you sure you can't meet her any sooner than that? Bruh. I'm like, my nigga, I work Sunday. I worked Saturday. Wait. I was off Thursday. So I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I work Monday. I'm telling you I work Tuesday and I'm actually trying to work all day Tuesday. Then I work Wednesday and I'm offering to go do this on a Thursday, basically. And you like, can you come do it sooner? Like, nigga, no, I have to work. And all I'm doing in between it is working. Like, why do I have to explain out everything I'm doing to you for you to not want my time in this way? You know, we're all going to die more than likely. Man, for me and Haley was talking about this shit because I think I told y'all because she was talking about how me wanting to get a grill is technically called a quarter life crisis. But I'm like, you're not factoring in climate change. It's like we're going to die at 60. So it's really a midlife crisis. Now, I'm 30, bro. You trying to waste my days like I got a bunch of days left. Leave me alone, bro. Now, I'm going to go up there. I text him and I was like. He's like, can you go earlier? I was like, I mean, I work Tuesday morning. I was going to work all day Tuesday, but I guess I could like not work or I could try and go in between. He's like, oh, no, it's okay. Wednesday's fine. Like, thanks, bro. Thursday would actually still be more ideal or a fucking phone call, but whatever. He's cool and he had my back and whatever. But I do think that that kind of I don't know how many people feel like this. And I feel like. It, it's funny because I work with this white girl and she was talking to me about something that happened to her at her table and I was telling her I was like you know in truth white women like I said white women in particular but women in, in, as a whole like really have a lot like they are a marginalized group in and of themselves but what I actually told her is that I feel like white women and black men demographically line up a lot better than a lot of people realize. And it really is, in my opinion, a lot of it comes from the fact that we have one trump card each, right? So if you're a white woman, you're a woman. So like you kind of losing, but you are still white. You know, so you get your whiteness. If you're a black man, it's the opposite, right? Especially like now as time progresses or whatever, you kind of get your man card still, but then you still black. That you have people who have kind of this like uh, expectation of you that's kind of somewhat less than. And the reason it came up with me and the girl is because she was talking about how she had a table talk to her and was like, as soon as she walks up, he's like, you went to private school, huh? And she's like, I did go to private school. He's like, yeah, I could tell because you don't have a public school education. He's like, I could tell you don't talk like you have a public school education. And she's like, okay, you know, like, thank you type shit, I guess, like, because he's right. But then he just keeps talking about like, you know, how I can just tell how you talk that you didn't go to school around here. Da, 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 da. And she's like, it reminded me of when you were telling me about how your tables would tell you that you're well-spoken and how they never say that to anybody but black men. And I'm like, it's exactly the same thing. It's literally the same thing. Um, But I got on this track because I was saying one of the things about my GM that I kind of wondered was, when you called about my transfer, did you lean into me as an employee in the way that I feel like you should because of how you lean on me as an employee? You know, like, did you tell her how how high a quality employee you felt like she would be getting? Or did you basically just be like, yeah, I got this guy who wants to come over there? You know what I'm saying? And why weren't you more comfortable leaning in and saying like, nah, this is, you know, whatever, whatever. And I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of like some of the insecurities that you kind of have within a position, especially when you feel like you are really good 
and like yeah you know that the people in your job know what you're capable of because you see the workload that they put on you but then you like have to inquire do you see that value in me or do you just see that ability in me you know when shit get thick do you just see oh he can handle it or whenever you actually evaluate your employees and you're starting to think about like who brings value to the company, do you see that level of value in me? And when are you comfortable projecting that onto somebody else's and like this person holds that value? And I think it's kind of an interesting thing to talk about because it's a little different in the service industry, but in most places, the person above you is directly like directly impacts your ability to move up within your organization, wherever you work. So it's kind of like, if they don't really have that belief in you or they're not comfortable leaning into you or see that value in you, then how are you really supposed to get from A to B? How are you supposed to, you know, I don't know. I feel like I went on a little bit of a tangent on that one or whatever, but you know, basically I was just talking about these niggas be wasting my motherfucking time. And, uh, I don't, I don't think I have a real nigga story time for y'all this week. Um, let me check my notes. Let me see if I got a. I don't got a real nigga story time for y'all. But I do have something else. That. Oh, you know what? I'm lying, y'all. I do. We'll be right back <laughs> with today's segment of Real Nigga Story Time. Nigga Story Time. Real nigga story time. All right, y'all. So this segment of real nigga story time, bro, is really again. Sometimes I feel like real nigga story times. It's just real nigga story time because I'm a real nigga and it's a story about me. And maybe this is one of them times because again, little to no real niggas in the story. So. Actually, hold on. This story starts with a bunch of real niggas because what happened was I pull up to the H. This is a couple of years back. This is maybe five years ago because this is before I lived in Houston. We just visiting out here type shit. And um, we we get the little Airbnb out here. You know, we all fade out through here. But my mom... Has already lived out here. So me and my baby mama at the time. or She she was my girl at the time. Now she's my baby mama and she's nobody. But um, she, me and her came down here a couple of days early. You know, to stay with my mom, see my family or whatever. She's got some family out here, whatever. And, uh, you know, when we got down here. I was like, you know, I'm going to wait till I get down to Houston because at the time we was living in Ohio. And one of the things I never found in Ohio the entire time I lived there was a barber that was worth shit because I'm looking for somewhere like just to get my beard trimmed up. And a lot of y'all won't really feel this. Your beard is more volatile as far as getting it fucked up by the barber in your face. Like once you go bald, once you rock the baldy in the beard, the beard is all you got. Right. And when you get your beard, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the fresh lineups and shit like that. The, these barbers nowadays, boys, next level, how that fucking phase be crazy good now. Right. Nigga, I, you know, this is our only opportunity to take part in that. If you a bald nigga is to have, your beard lined up. Go to the barbershop, you know, let them get your shit edged up real nice, phase your shit up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So you can be fly too. But all niggas deserve to be fly. But it's a caveat, you know, maybe it's a, I don't really know the word I'm looking for, but there's something else that you got to consider when it comes to your beard is that the mistakes that a barber can make they way louder because it's on your face. And also, if your beard is long, it takes a while to get it all. You know, like you can't just. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like 
you can't just go, you can't wait a week or so and then, you know, it'll just fill back in. Like, nah, like it's pieces of your beard that are long as shit. Like there's some parts that are, you know, so whenever they, if they fuck your shit up, your shit could be fucked up for a month, month and a half before you can even really start to get your shit filled in and then start to get your lineup back how you want it. And it's a difficult process. So, with that being said, I can't even remember no specific experiences I had in Ohio. I know I went to the barbershop two or three times, and I know I never went to one twice. So, I know it wasn't shit. So, this time, I'm waiting until we come to Houston. I'm like, I'll just get my shit trimmed up in Houston. And Mook's birthday is in May. So what holiday is in May that's not Mother's Day? Whatever it was, I can't even remember what it was. There was a holiday, and it was like everybody was either, everybody was like kind of booked up for the day. Like all the little barbershop shit was closed, and then the places that was open, because other places were closed, they were all booked up. Also... I'm not from Houston. I was just at my mom's house. My mom doesn't live in Houston. She lives in Sugarland, And the barbershop that she took them to was either closed or all booked up. So I'm literally just driving up and down this Highway 6, not knowing shit about shit on Google, trying to find a barbershop, trying to find a barbershop with some niggas in it, really, you know? So, we pull up to a couple of spots, and they, like I said, they either closed or full. So, we find this one spot. It's called Harrison's Barbershop. Harrison's Barbershop on Highway 6. Pull up, walk in, you know, my man in the chair, he's like, uh, you know, he got, I'm like, you know, you got, you got time? He's like, yeah, I, I got you. So he's like, you know what you need? I'm like, all I need is, uh, I just need my beard trimmed up. I was like, you know, just, just line me up, you know, fade me at the top a little bit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Clean up the wild hairs a little bit. And you know what I'm saying? I'm good. My man's like, all right, bet I got you. You know, I get back in the chair. Here's another thing to tell y'all. I'm blind. Y'all know this from the last episode. Y'all know I'm blind. I don't see. I can't see worse shit. I didn't have contacts in it this time. I had my glasses on. So I have to take my glasses off to get my beard trimmed up. So when I'm getting my beard trimmed up, y'all, it's all faith. Even when I still had hair and I was getting my hair cut. All faith. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't see shit while you working. I just got to wait until you done. Put my glasses on and be like, all right, bet. This was how it was. It was good or it wasn't. So my man, I take my glasses off. I lean back. My man cutting my shit up or whatever. And he talking to me the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like we having a good little conversation or whatever. You know me, I try not to talk much, especially because niggas is trimming up your beard. But I don't know how them barbers do it. Clearly they can do it because they'll be talking to you. They keep talking to you and they know you got to respond. So obviously the fact that I'm talking is not really fucking you up while you trimming my beard up. So I mean, you know, whatever. Um... And this is commonplace. Every every barber I've had who does a good job, you know, when I, my barber from back home growing up, when I go to DJ and I sit in DJ's chair, and DJ talks to me pretty much the whole time. Every once in a while, he'll kind of stop talking to me. I could tell he need me to stop talking or whatever, but more or less, he be talking the whole time. So he's talking to me or whatever, having a good little conversation. In the conversation, he mentions how he's like fresh out of barber school type shit. You know, I ain't been out of barber school for long, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I've been doing my thing, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. My man sound confident, you know, seem like he know what he doing, whatever, whatever. Now, here's the thing. I'm there with my little brother the whole time. And I'm just like, Devin is sitting here watching the whole shit go down. So... Y'all, when I tell you, we can fast forward through the story because I know y'all already know my nigga fucked me up. Like, when I seen how bad my nigga fucked me up, though, I was like, 
gave my nigga his little bread or whatever because it's too late now. Like, he fucked me up so bad, I don't trust him to try and fix me type shit. And I'm not about to, you know, I'm out of town. You know, I'm in Houston. I'm not about to try and walk out of here without paying this nigga. And he only charged me like $10 or some shit like that or whatever. I don't know what it was. And I looked in the mirror and I could tell it was fucked up forever. When I got to the car and seen how bad my nigga fucked my shit up, y'all. Oh, my God. I was fucking furious. I'm in town for my homie's birthday. For the weekend, we done got the Airbnb. We going out. We going to have a good time. Whatever, whatever. And I'm about to be in here with my whole face all lopsided and shit, nigga. This nigga done cut my shit patchy damn near. Like, what the fuck did you do to my shit, nigga? Bro, I wish I could remember my nigga name, bro. All I remember is the barbershop. Harrison's on Highway 6, nigga. I swear to God, y'all. I ain't never in my life wanted to shoot some shit up no more. I wanted to, like... I wanted to go to the nigga who owned that shit and be like, you need to fire this nigga right now, bro. You need, I wanted to go to the Better Business Bureau on these niggas, bro. These niggas, that nigga got that motherfucking, that's a fake fucking, but where is the barber school you went to and how did they let your ass out, nigga? I feel like Forrest Whitaker did my shit, bro. Like you got an eyeball that be looking at the ground or some shit like that. How did you fuck my shit up like this right before I'm supposed to go? I'm over here trying to like, I done had to come home to my mom's house and try and just shave my shit, like get my shit somewhat, some semblance of kind of even all weird and not like, y'all, I was so fucking pissed. It was like the trashiest motherfucking lineup I had ever had in my life. And it was on my motherfucking face, y'all. And I'm supposed to be on some trip. It took weeks before my shit was back right, y'all. Shit growing back in all itchy and stupid looking, nigga, looking all teenage wolfy and shit. Shit all, how did you cut patches into my shit, nigga? And I should have known because my nigga looked poor. My nigga looked destitute. My nigga had on a a t-shirt and some fucking cowgirl shorts and it didn't look like he wore that shit on some, oh, I just cut hair all day. It looked like that's just what he got, nigga. My nigga was looking like, my nigga looked like Spice. You know, you ever see Spice Adams before he get his hair? Cause he looked like a big broke ass bootleg Spice Adams, nigga. Oh, Dice Caddams, bitch ass. Ooh, that nigga fucked my shit up so bad, y'all. It was cool. I still came out. Me and the homies had a dope ass time. Played paintball and went to the club and ate good food and all this shit or whatever. But let me tell you something, bruh. If I ever see that nigga again in my life. It looked like that nigga set my shit. It looked like that nigga took a lighter and just tried to burn my beard off. It looked like that nigga tried to burn my shit off. How did you? I I don't have no pictures or videos or nothing of this show. I was so mad. So motherfucking mad, nigga. Moral of the story. You can't just be letting anybody touch your shit. And just be letting anybody fuck with your shit because motherfuckers will fuck you up on your fucking vacation. And you be out here looking like boo-boo the motherfucking fool like I was trying to fix your own shit. When the whole reason I pay, the whole reason why I pay for this service is because I don't want to fuck my own shit up. I could have fucked my own shit up for fucking free, dude. Whatever, man. Y'all, we going to to have a short break and we're going to come back with the episode. Uh couple little current events type shits or whatever it's a few things that went down i'm gonna holler at y'all about uh but first we gotta get we gotta get this little money real quick this is how i get the penny off y'all you know what i'm saying i'm making y'all listen to this little ad we'll be right back So one of the things that I wanted to do more on this podcast was when I see shit that's going on really in like black culture, like some nigga shit, I really wanted to make sure I do a better job of bringing some of that to the podcast because sometimes, boy, it'd be some shit where we just like really out of pocket and I just have to, I got to talk about it. So I don't know if y'all seen or have heard that Mano did an interview 
with uh, Angela Yee on lip service. If you don't know who any of these people are, then go look them up. Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, one of the most popular radio shows in America. And uh, Mano, it's a rapper. It's done like some random ass shit. I can't even think of a Mano song right now. But it's it's a lot of them, though. Don't, don't let me cap at my nigga. Um, uh, but so Mano was on Angelique's lip service and he was asked about kind of like his fetishes, like his sexual fetishes. And I'm going to just play y'all a clip of what my nigga said. I'm going to just... One second. No, what was the role play? Yeah. The role yeah, play... what was the role? This feels like it's going to be so wrong. It's so wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. I've oh never God. talked about this. Uh-oh. Ah, oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. I like to be like a runaway slave. Okay, no. Man, oh, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like to play like a runaway slave. Okay. I like what to play like a, diso- a disobedient slave with a white woman. So tell me like what you say. Yes, Mesa. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just two. It's 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 two of them. Like it's like me getting whooped, right? You get whooped. It's like it's like I play like you whip it. But most of them don't want to play like that. This is this. Yeah, I was gonna nuts. say, what white woman goes along with this? <laughs> they don't want to play like that. They don't. Okay. Want, this is my. Fa- it's like, listen, you're gonna <laughs> act like your master's, your your master's uh, husband, uh, wife. wife. And I'm the runner. And I just got whooped by Massa for oh, eyeballing okay. you. Oh. But the whole time you've been really, you know, you've been you, you like me. Anyway. You've been eyeballing me. Oh, this sounds like some freaky porn. I'm interested. Right, this is some freaky shit. And then yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come all sweaty, right? Just finished getting whooped, and you're gonna say, "No, Billy Joe, no, no, Billy Joe, no." <laughs> Massa's not gonna like it. He's not gonna like it. I said, "You know you want it, lady. This is a whole script. Yeah, it's a whole script." So, so, so white women have gone along with this and done this. He's speaking from experience. Nobody really went along with it. Like I okay. stood up on the wall and said, "Come on, let's act it out." And he was like, "Mano, are you crazy?" What if they call you the N word? See, this is this is because this, this comes with this it. Where, this is where it goes deep. And this is where I'll probably be canceled after this. <laughs> you be right like, here. don't say it. Go ahead. I don't know if I can say this. Say it. <laughs> I'm going to take Gigi's advice. <laughs> this is really <laughs> Say it. Shit. I want to know. I don't know because it's not right, though. It's, <laughs> but this, this is, is some all shit. fantasy stuff. This so. is all fantasy yeah, shit, though. Okay. In the, in, in the fantasy world. In, for, in the fantasy world, because of this, I've never... Nobody's ever did it. Mm-hmm. So the other fantasy is that they whipping me and they calling me a nigga. Why are they doing it? Right. So, but so you would want that. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. You, dis- you disobedient nigga. But you, do you think oh, you would sh- feel weird after? Nah. No, okay. Because at the end of the day, the, 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 the black dick will rule. Okay, so there's a lot to talk about here. First of all, as soon as he started talking, the first thing I thought about was when Doja Cat was in that motherfucking chat room letting them incels call her nigger toes or whatever the fuck was going on. I that's why if you ever hear me, if I ever mention Doja Cat, I always call her nigger toes. Because I'm like, wow, that's weird that like you like white people calling you nigger. Like, ooh, that's. I know everybody got their little fetishes. People got some weird shit to turn them on. Motherfuckers like some people like people to spit in their mouth. Some people like to dress up like furries and fuck each other. Some people like to watch they significant other get fucked by other people. It's a lot of shit that people like to do in this world. But boy, when I tell you that never did I think I was going to hear today when a black man says, you know what I dream about. What I dream about is being with a white woman. Okay, wait, I'm going to be honest with y'all. The first one, the first thing that he said, it was they all fucked up and ain't none of them for me. But at least in the first one, his interaction with the white woman was not in like a she's the slave, you know, like because the first thing he said was he was like, I get beat by Massa, which is already like, okay, so you got beat by Massa. That's how you started off. All right. 
He's like, but because I got beat by Massa, I'm like, you know, I'm a fuck your bitch, which I'm like, okay. So the first fantasy initially essentially comes down to like, you gonna fuck a nigga bitch to get your get back, which I'm like, okay. Um, that's, that's a weird to me. It's weird to me to bring up the slavery thing for certain, but I mean, if that's what you're into, uh, I guess, right? Uh, still not really, I guess, actually. That's fucking weird, bro. I try to never do that. One thing that I've, as I've grown older, I've tried to become more accepting of other people's sexual preferences and things like that, being they business. And there's really no such thing as normal, so there's no real such thing as weird. Right? That's fucking weird. That's fucking weird, bro. You want to be a runaway slave? As soon as he said it, if you listen to their interaction, the girls, they talk about, oh, no. Like, wow, Mano. Like, what are you talking about right now? Then the second one, my nigga says, I want her to be beating me and calling me a nigger. And then I'm like, what? What, my nigga? I feel like the only positive in that whole situation, the only thing in that the the unsung hero in Mano's weird ass motherfucking fetish is the fact that he says over and over that he can't find a white woman to do it, which shocked me. I'm not even going to lie. I'm sorry, white ladies. I owe y'all an apology. I mean, in... It seems obvious because I don't think I know any white girls who would do this. And I know plenty of white girls who don't fuck niggas. I've been the nigga that the white girls was fucking from time to time. But I don't think any of the white girls who I know to be fucking niggas or who I've ever fucked would be comfortable pretending I was a runaway slave on some role play shit. That is fucking weird. I can't even get past that. Okay, personally... Um, I, I can't even imagine, honestly, I'm trying to think of, of something more nuanced to say about this or some justification or some anything, but there's just not my nigga of all the fantasies you could have in the world. You was like, if I was one of the slaves, I'll be fucking them bitches. That's what you really thought. You was like, oh man, I'll be trying to fuck with these white bitches still. Like, bro, I can't with you. Okay. Also, the fact that at the end, my nigga said, he justified it. His justification was, no, but y'all not realizing. In all my fantasies, no matter what, the black dick reigns supreme. <laughs> that nigga said, no, you don't understand. This is actually a win because I'm out here slanging this thing still. Like, I still got the bitch. I still got the pussy, though. Like, yeah, Massa could beat me and he could sell my family away. But at the end of the day, that sacred right pussy that he loves is mine. <laughs> the boy may know if you don't get your ass up out of here. It's just weird to me, y'all. What do you what do we think about that culturally? About So I only say that because so Mano is not popping like that no more. But Doja Cat got bigger after the nigger toes incident. She wasn't she was still ascending and that did not slow her up. Motherfuckers be like, Oh yeah, but she was in that weird incel chat room and shit. And when you see her, she is in there. She's drunk. She seemed like she in there drunk, but I don't do y'all know about Tiny Chat? What is Tiny Chat? Do y'all know where to find incels? Okay, if you a black woman listen a black woman a black woman. If you're a black woman listening to this, do you know where to go get called nigger toes? Like right now, if you was like, man. I want a group of white men to virtually call me nigger toes. Do you know what to type into your URL bar? Do you know what to type in to that website bar at the top to get called nigger toes? Because I don't think you do. I feel like that's kind of one of them things where you got to be kind of deep into that world on some weird shit 
to be able to get access to those spaces where you're real life getting called nigger toes. I don't think they actually called her nigger toes, by the way. They was just like, it's weird. I I, I listened to it again because I was going to put the audio on here, but it's so many people talking at one time in like a weird setting. It's actually kind of hard to keep track of really what's going on. And it's just so weird. Um, I don't think I've ever really been in a situation where I heard niggas who clearly don't get any pussy talking about pussy. So it's just kind of like the shit that they saying don't make no sense. It's like incels talk about pussy the way that third graders cuss. You know, when you, when you first start cussing and you like, I don't give a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how they be doing. They be like, oh, uh, I bet um, I bet she just runs around giving away pussies. Like, what? Like, what are you fucking talking about right now? Like, they're just fucking weird. And I don't know. I just, what kind of complex do you have to have as a person to want to be in those spaces? That's weird to me. There And... So you know there's people who have like fetishes where they want to be like degraded and shit like that or whatever. So I guess maybe that kind of falls into the same wheelhouse maybe. If you want to get called nigger toes, it's kind of the same as somebody who, like, I don't know. I, I don't really know. Is like a, I don't know what you call them. I don't know what you call people who like to be degraded for, for like they fetish, for like, for like they kicks. But um, now I know I told y'all that I was gonna do some this with some background. Now, I know y'all can hear this loud ass motherfucking washing machine. But no, nah, um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else about Mano or Nigger Toes. I think that both of them are weird as shit, and you know whatever. So. I'm going to move on to the next thing that I want to talk to y'all about. Okay, my bad, y'all. Sorry for that weird little break for no reason. No cap. That motherfucking washing machine, whether y'all can hear it or not, it spins so loud. It was distracting me, and I literally could not even concentrate on what I wanted to talk to y'all about. Um, So aside from Nano wanting wanting to get smacked on by white ladies and called nigger and Doja Cat being nigger toes, um... I was looking in the news and it seems like we're in this really weird place where COVID is like over, but people are still dying from it. So like, I don't really know what to do or what we're supposed to be doing. Cause, okay. So first of all, full, full transparency for COVID first jumped off. I got vaccinated quick. And I was going to get boosted. I have every intention on getting boosted, but I got COVID in for Christmas. And that's around the time I was going to get boosted. And after that, I just kept bullshitting. And I don't keep my vaccination card and my ID in the same space. So like every time I get ready to sign up for it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't have one of the pieces of information I need. And I'm like, I'll do it later. And then I forget again. So I'm kind of in this space where I, I like, I know it's real and shit, but I'm not, it's not like actively at the front of my mind or whatever. But then I seen today, goddamn DJ K Slay died after a four month battle with COVID. And it's just like, shit, let me go get that motherfucking booster, G. Because this, okay, so here's where I'm coming to the conclusion of, and I've said this on the podcast before, I just think that we're quickly coming to the point in America where the COVID-19 response is as such. The vaccine keeps you from dying. So if you don't want to die, get the vaccine. And I really think that that's all that, I think that's what they coming with. I think that's the whole thing because the long-term ramifications of COVID are real. Like there are some real side effects that be lingering with you for a while, even if it don't fuck you up that bad. Like my, I was only really sick for like 36 hours. No cap. I wasn't even sick for two full days when I got COVID, but man, the headache that I kept having for like a month after that. And 
the fatigue era. Oh, excuse me, y'all. It is one o'clock in the morning. I'm doing this podcast. Um, but like the fatigue and the fogginess, all these weird little symptoms linger with your boy for like a month or two months. Um, it was just weird as fuck. And, um, when you hear about stories like this, where people fighting it for months and then die, it's like COVID didn't stop being something that could kill you. It's just that we have way better treatment and preventative measures for COVID now. Like the testing is better. The, like, if you're not vaccinated, actually, oh, excuse me, shit. The antivirals and shit that they can offer you, like, they actually have different medicine that's tailored to actually fight COVID at this point because it's not brand new. Um, So it's not as dangerous, but in the same breath, it's still not the same as being regular sick. And... I don't really talk about the COVID thing anymore because one thing that I think is super real is COVID fatigue. I feel like I'm suffering from it. I feel like a lot of us are. Don't nobody want to do nothing COVID related no more. We don't want to take, we don't want to not do anything. We don't want to social distance. We don't want to wear the mask. We don't want to do anything that reminds us of COVID. And I I feel it. I'm not even going to cap. I wish that I could come from a place of, but we need to do what's best for everyone and blah, blah, blah. And I do believe that. I believe that 110%. But in practice, man, on a day-to-day, man, I don't wear my mask out no more. I told y'all about my vaccination status. I'm all partially vaccinated and I need to go get boosted. And and that's one thing too, especially because of my belief that the reason why they open it up like this is because they're like, if you want to die, then die. I don't want to die. So I'm going to go ahead and knock out that booster or whatever. But I just be moving like it ain't no motherfucking COVID. And you see the world is, is, is opening back up real fucking fast. Oh, they just announced recently that they ended the federal uh, mask mandate on uh, on air travel. So when you get on, when you go to the airport, when you get on a plane, the masks are optional again. Um, I mean, everything is opening back up. It's it's not it's, it's really not even a lot of things to say about that. I, I will say this to you, and this is just this is nothing but my belief. I've said this from the jump. This whole thing was new. We was all just guessing. To begin with, if you whether you was wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, if you got the vaccine, if you didn't get the vaccine, whatever path you took on your COVID, you know what I'm saying, journey. We was all just guessing. You was guessing and hoping your thing turned out to be right. When we got the vaccine, it was like, it's too new. What if it fucks you up? What if you grow an extra dick? You know what I'm saying? I was like, I hope I don't grow an extra dick. I only need one dick. It would be weird. Which one do I pee out of? If it's both, that does it come out at the same time, at the same, like, does one of them piss harder than the other one? You got to, like, stand kind of close. You see what I'm saying? Like, there could be a lot of practical, weird things about, and then truthfully, you know, I'm single now. You know, maybe you have somebody who's loved you for years and years. You grow extra dick and they'll just figure out something to do with it. But you, you know what I'm saying? You fucking with a new bitch you never fuck with before. And you know what I'm saying? Y'all go to, you know, have shit going out, you whip your shit out, and there's two dicks attached to you. The eyes just feel like that would go left pretty quickly. So, you know, I was really hoping that that's not what happened when I got the vaccine, and it didn't. You know, it turned out to be it turned out to be mad regular. Nothing happened, didn't have any side effects or anything. But I was guessing on that. I was guessing on that. The mask, I was guessing on that. I was guessing and I was hoping that my guess turned out to be the one that was right. Um. Now we have a little bit more time and space and studies and science behind this on what it can be or whatever. So before when I got vaccinated, it was early, early on before it was hundreds of millions of people vaccinated. So I really was hoping that it was just going to work and wasn't going to make me fucked up. Now 
y'all, if you still ain't got vaccinated, go on and get that motherfucker, bro. Because if it, if, 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 capital I-F, if, if it is still free, it will not be for long. They did not renew the new round of federal uh, emergency uh, relief money or whatever the fuck it was that they were doing towards COVID. And all of that money was making the vaccine free and making like there were a lot of different things that were around that money that a lot of us probably don't realize or remember because COVID has been going on so long. It's hard to remember what shit was like before. And you know, people don't realize how quick you can forget. But if you from, if, if you listen to this and you from the L, if you was, if you lived in Lawton before nine 11, if you lived on any military base or near any military base before 9-11, if you really sit and think and remember, anybody could drive onto a military base. It was just a road that led like it was like a sign that would tell you you are now on the military base. And you just have to be aware that now you're on federal land and you have to like adhere to the laws in that way. Basically, don't bring no fucking weed out here, right? After 9-11. You had to go through the checkpoint. Everyone in the car had to show you their ID. You were subject to random searches, all this other stuff. Now, when you approach a military base, you probably just expect that. Like, it's normal. But it didn't take 10, 20 years before it got normal. It took maybe two years before your expectation became, this is what it is. And then you kind of forget, like, damn. We used to do it, you know, whatever, whatever kind of way. It's the same thing with some of these different uh, relief programs and packages that are directly associated with COVID. Everybody who get food stamps and food stamps is going down. The eligibility requirements for state assistance are probably going to go down. Like it's probably going to be when I say go down, I mean like the income limit. So meaning it's going to be harder to get that state assistance. Uh. So, I mean, it's just a lot of things that motherfuckers need to be ready for and need to be aware of. Um, And one of those is that that vaccine, a company makes that. Pfizer, Moderna, those are all publicly traded companies. They are profiting. They, They produce things to profit off of them. And one thing about vaccines is that they're not highly profitable. It's why drug companies don't invest more money in them. Uh, So... Don't think just because or or definitely understand that giving it away was never in their wheelhouse. They don't give things away. They've been selling it this whole time. The government has just been buying them. But now it's on you. It's going to be up to you or your insurance. And do you have insurance? Because I know everybody don't have insurance. And if you don't have insurance, just just think about where I'm going with this. If you don't have insurance, go get this motherfucking vaccine before you have to go to a hospital with no insurance, with COVID. Because what I'm this is another thing that I'm absolutely telling y'all. And I know this because I work around healthcare workers. I've talked to healthcare workers. And it's just common sense at this point. Healthcare workers are going to start to get a bias against unvaccinated people in the same way that they do. Like, have you ever seen a movie, a movie or TV show where like somebody gets shot and they just they like assume it's like a gang thing and like the nurses are like, oh, "You guys always come in here. You don't have insurance and you just shoot at each other and take up hospital resources." You know, like that's the vibe that they have. You think they're not gonna have that towards unvaccinated people when you bring your unvaccinated ass in there and you over there. <gasps> You know what I'm saying? You talking about, oh, I need your help. I need all this medicine. And then they look you up and you unvaccinated and uninsured. If you don't get your ass, if you don't have insurance and you don't have a vaccine, I'm not saying that you're the R word, but you are. So just get that taken care of before you be dead somewhere because on the cool, whether you only listening to this through the ad so I get the penny from you or if you subscribe and I get the 499 from you, I need your money. So I want you alive. If you are sitting here, if you can hear this podcast right now and you ever have a time in your life where you're thinking, man, I wonder if anybody wants me. I feel like I would be better off. The world would be better off if I wasn't here. That is not true. I want you here. I want you here because you're valuable as a person, as a human being. You probably have skills and talents. You know what I'm saying? You probably have people who love you and all these other things. And and also... Most importantly for me, every time you click play on this thing, I get another penny. 
And if motherfuckers start killing, they say, I'm not about to, I'm not taking the fentanyl approach where I kill the customers. That's not what I want. I want you hooked on this shit forever and ever. I'm taking like the Adderall approach where you take this shit one time and then you're like, oh, I need it so that I can get through my drive to work. That's what I'm trying to be for y'all. I want to be Adderall, not crystal meth, not fentanyl. I don't want to kill you, have you strung out in your family, not fucking with you. You know, that's not where I'm at. I want to be the Adderall of content creation. But, <laughs> but anyway, that's it, man. That was the the other thing I wanted to, to put on this motherfucker tonight, man. I wanted to talk about that COVID shit just a little bit because I know we all tired of it because I'm tired of it. But also, I real talk, I know I'm joking and shit. I want us all to be alive type shit. I want everybody to make it. And I don't think that now that we got the vaccine, I don't think that there's no reason why we have to do all this other shit, really. I feel like if we all just go out and get this little vaccine like we're supposed to, all the concerts we want to go to and riding airplanes with no masks, you want to smell people's breath and breathe other people's air again. I feel like you should be free to do that. And every I think we'll be fine. But only if most of us go out and get this little vaccine and shit. Because if not then I really do think that more motherfuckers are going to die. And as we all know, when motherfuckers start dying, you could just, you could just start picking them off on the American social hierarchy. And then they start dying in that order. So, you know, if you black, you say, if you're a black woman with preexisting conditions, you probably not, you might not make it out here. If you black in general or, Oh shit, if you Mexican, should you Brown? That's damn near black out here. You see what I'm saying? You get lumped into them group of undesirables and deplorables real fast and we die first. So just take care of yourself, you know, so we can keep getting these little jokes off and have fun on this podcast. Um, y'all, I think that's about all I got for y'all this week. I, uh, I am dead ass tired. Um, but even in the, even being tired, it was still fun. I still, I really love doing this podcast. I love y'all for tuning in the way you do. Uh, leave your fucking feedback on this motherfucker. That's the, I'm telling y'all, that's the next step in the podcast. Y'all think I'm playing, bro. Once y'all start really getting on this feedback shit, leaving feedback every episode and shit like that or whatever. So it's more shit so y'all can get your own shit in. Man, I'm telling y'all, I listen to other podcasts. And the, the fan feedback episodes are actually my favorite episodes. So, I mean, I just want that for us. I want to do them because I love responding to y'all's feedback. And I want y'all to be able to hear them because, like I said, I just think it's it's good-ass fucking entertainment. So, like I tell you every time, on Spotify or on uh, Anchor, you can hop on there. You can leave your feedback on any on every episode. There's a spot for you to leave your feedback. If you leave it, I'll read it on the next episode. If you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I'll read it on the next episode. If you subscribe for the $4.99, I'll shot you out. And we'll hit the little make some noise. And I'm ready to do all of that shit again, y'all. So everybody tap in. If you're not following social media platforms, do all of that shit. If you do subscribe for the $4.99, I know I owe y'all a bonus episode. You will get that this week. I promise. I've been great about giving y'all my makeup episodes ever since this season started, y'all. Bear with me, y'all. I do a lot. I work hard. I work two fucking jobs. I raise my kids. I keep my plants alive. And I'm still blessing y'all with three episodes a week because I love doing this and I love y'all. So if I miss something, know that it's never, ever, 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 ever because I don't care. And it's never, ever, ever because... I was just bullshitting. You know what I'm saying? I'm always going to get y'all back. So tune in next uh, fucking Thursday. I was going to say next week, man. Next episode drops on Thursday. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Be easy. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Mm. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, 
Make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Tryna see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and bill